you, Freddy. Yeah. Alright, so, um, welcome to the second episode of, uh, Dev Talks, um, shit, yeah, so, I am here, um, in Nashville, um, recording with my buddy Jason, um, aka Wasp Music, spelled with a V, yes, I'm fucking biased, yes, you should keep it, just so you know. (laughs) So you got a show. You got a show coming up on the 29th. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's going to be at the warehouse in Clarksville. Uh, it's called Not Your Typical Rave. And I uh, got, a, got a great lineup. Uh, Papa Bear, JT Groove is out there. Um, it's going to be dope. So definitely come check it out. A lot of local talent. So okay. it's going to be sweet. Hell yeah. The um, let me see the last show that we did um, at Fusion was a uh, pretty bomb. I think that was like no, that was my first time getting to see like what um, people were gonna be like in this area. So it was like I'm definitely interested to see what it's gonna be like um, at the warehouse. I've definitely heard rumors about that. Plus, I feel like if you have a venue called the warehouse, it's gotta have like it's gotta be the shit, you know. You can't just call someone call something the warehouse and it's just like, yeah, man. So we're just going to the warehouse, <laughs> you know? Like, nah, we're going to the warehouse. Like, so I'm definitely excited about that. It's a cool little venue space, man. They they have a lot of a lot of bands and DJs come through, and they host a lot of bigger events too, like Glow Rage, um, which I played at the last time they were in town in November, I believe, or October. Okay. 2019. They're going to be here again in March. I potentially will be playing that. Okay, that's what's up. So, how long um, would you say you've been DJing? Um, with electronic music, about three years. Okay. Um, like DJing parties and like weddings and a few clubs with like top forty hip hoppy type stuff. Eight years. Eight years total. Okay, so like that's what's up. Well, um. I mean, I guess it's kind of hard after doing it for eight years to kind of, like, narrow down a genre that you feel is your favorite. But, like, where do you feel like you... <clears throat> where do you feel like you have more of a niche? Like, where's your happy place at? Um, Right now, man, I'm really into... Dare I say it? Bass music. Okay. All right. <laughs> that is bass. very general of a uh, genre, but... Uh, yeah, you could definitely break it down a lot at that point. Um, <laughs> bass music is—it's my happy place too. So I feel you. Um, that's kind of like—that's obviously what meshed me hardcore to your name when I first like saw it on like actual paper or like online. Um, that your attack was like trap and hip hop and shit like that. So that's obviously right up where um, my shit is. So I definitely uh, I feel you. Where do you? Why do you feel like that's your tie? I think it has to do with the genre of music that I kind of started falling in love with, like starting out DJing, which is hip-hop. I think a lot of electronic trap has the same elements of that of hip-hop. So I think that's where my my, uh, infatuation with trap music comes from. Yeah, I feel that. It was uh, 
it was a really welcoming site when I went to my first music festival. It was uh, Forest actually. First oh, hell yeah. 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 First uh first artist I saw in Forest was Waka Flocka. So I was like, <laughs> Okay <laughs> I think I can yeah, I can mess with this. And after a while I kinda started to realize that some of these DJs were actually borrowing some really cool influences from songs that I personally grew up with for a while. And after that, I think that's kind of what sold me on bass music as a whole, because I don't know, it's, you, you can't really say that it's not hip hop based sometimes, because it's, you're using the same types of 808s, you're using the same types of drums, hi-hats, you're doing the same stanzas that people do to like hype crowds up. Absolutely. Um, like it's, I don't know, it's, I, I can see why you'd find a niche with that kind of thing. Do you, um... Do you feel like do you do you have a favorite producer so far? Um, man, you can't ask me that. Yeah, it's it's hard. <laughs> it's 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 hard for sure. Um, because the follow-up question is why, but <laughs> um, just give me like give me like a producer that you know off the top of your head definitely gets your blood rolling. You can't sit still and in bed listening to this producer because they just happen to get you up and doing something. Who's that? Uh, I think that would have to be Quicks right now. Ooh! Okay, I'm fucked with that. I'm fucked with that. Um, okay, why? Because that's a deep, that's a really deep-ass question on him. There's a lot of reasons why he's, he's bomb, personally, for me, because I fuck with him, too. Oh, man, he... You know what? He has a special place in my heart because um, his drops are hard to to recreate. I feel that they're they're very original and almost sporadic, like. And there's a lot of change. Okay. And it just really keeps you interested and captivated on what you're listening to. And I think he does it for great, the whole song. For the whole song. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're right. Yeah, I, I feel like he's, I don't know, he's not just like a one drop, oh, okay, I can turn this off kind of producer or DJ. Like, I find myself listening to his shit, like, start to finish. Right on. Do you have a favorite song so far, or like a favorite drop? Um, yeah, his recent one, Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some people aren't going to know what the fuck we're talking about today. Like, yeah, but huh? like... Huh? Okay, if you're okay, if you're listening to this right now and you definitely want a new plug to a new uh, a new song that's definitely gonna fuck your day up, go check out Quix spelled Q U I X and just look up Huh Exactly how it sounds. Just it'll fuck your day up. Um Yeah. I I feel you on that. So um question for you. If you didn't become a musician, what do you think you'd be doing right now? Oh, man. That's a good one. Yeah. It's a little bit of a homewrecker kind of question. Like, like, like if... Like, now? If I just stopped DJing now or if I never started? You know what? Yeah, both. That's a really good perspective. Okay, now, if you stop, you know, becoming a DJ now, if somebody fucked up the internet and we could no longer sell music whatsoever or get booked in any way, shape, or form, <laughs> what would you do right now? 
Um, but uh, you know what? I think I would teach people how to DJ. Okay. Like I know there are schools that offer that information, and I think I would take my experience and try and fit in. So like, you know how, you know, when something random happens, you totally just like take advantage of it. You know, it's one of those life moments. One of those just totally happened with us. Um, on Dev Talks, we have another artist joining us by the name of Sundin. Hey. His name is Wesley. Um, what's up, man? How's it going? How you doing? What's up? Um, so yeah, on this podcast right now, we got Dev, Sundin, and we got Wasp, also spelled with a fucking V. Let you guys know that. V's are important. You're anyway. so biased. <laughs> um, so, we were at a really interesting point before we left off uh, talking about um, if you weren't a musician right now, what would you be doing? Um, we had an interesting perspective of right now, if the industry just face planted, you know, and there was no internet, what would you do right now as a person? Um, what would you do, Wesley? I wasn't DJing, um, and the internet went down. Do we always have live audio? That's always going to exist. And I personally, I play guitar and I write and I sing as well as DJ. So, I, oh, yeah. obviously, I wouldn't be playing as many gigs or festivals or anything like that. But uh, you know, I'd pick up something and I'd do something regarding music because that's just where my heart is. Feel that? Okay. And, um, but yeah, if yeah, I probably try to pick up some work in the music industry as well like setting up stages or something okay i feel that so you definitely think there would still be a music industry if there wasn't well okay if you were a musician like at all mozart like... exists existed before the music industry oh really. before music industry okay. i mean there's there will always be musicians okay you know i even if even if i couldn't do i couldn't put music on the internet i couldn't like show anybody my music i would still be in my room with a guitar Damn, writing, that's deep. writing a song so I could get on the street and show someone. That's deep as fuck. Okay. We're, we're all like that. Or there will always be music. We okay. all need a medium. Exactly. For self-expression. And music is ideal. You're an artist and that's what you are. And there's even, even without the industry, you're still an artist. That's what's up. Alright. Real talk. I fuck with that. No capping. No cap. <laughs> um, okay. Let me see... As musicians so far, what is the weirdest question you guys have been asked as musicians? Have you been asked any weird questions? I've been asked people like during my set to download their song and play it. That's that's the <laughs> that's worst fair. thing, dude. I feel that. I, <laughs> I, I, while, I that I'm de- while I'm DJing. I feel that. In the I middle have. of transition. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> next song, get hey, go on, check this out. And put their phone next to my fucking ear while I'm DJing. Excuse the language. I don't know if I should be cursing on here, but Nah, fuck that. This is nah. <laughs> nah. Not that kind of podcast. Yo, don't go up to a DJ that is performing and try to get them to play your fucking song because they won't. Especially if it's Barty, that shit happened to me. The fuck? All right, what? The- Somebody asked me to play Barty. I was playing some nigga shit. What a troll! I was playing some Hesh, even though Hesh isn't really nigga shit. It sounds like nigga shit. And this dude was like, "Yo, can you play this song? I'm trying to get laid." And I was just like, "Bruh, if you can't get laid to Hesh, I'm not sure the girl <laughs> that you're with should be the girl that you with, fam. Like, come on. Anyway, 
Uh, so are you guys, uh, I know you guys are both working on, uh, songs, uh, right now, some collaborations, uh, Sundin, what's going on with yours? Right now, I, um, I got in touch with this guy on SoundCloud, just, uh, networking, and he lives in California, he's going to Icon right now, his name is Hext, and, um, he sent me a track over, and, uh, wrote some lyrics on it, actually rapped on the track, and then I, uh, I decided to fuck with the drop, and... I just completely fucked up, like, not fucked up this song. <laughs> Fuck this song. Yeah, you fucked that song I up. I fucked this yeah. song up. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and um, so now we, we got it. We got it professionally mixed. We got Lumberjack helping us uh, with the mixing. Fucking what? Yeah. That's okay. Crazy. Yeah. That's and, what's up. Um, so it's sounding really crisp in the vocals. We went and recorded at a, a local DJ, Nightfrog's house. He, had a, he has a nice little setup. And... Um, yeah, right now the song's done. We have a graphic artist in the process of, of making our album art, and then we're gonna release on Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever. You know? Yes, please. Everything. Yes, please. Um, oh yeah. You gotta hook me up with that as soon as that comes out. Yeah. Um, I assume we can't know the song title yet. Yeah, right? it's you know yeah. it's secret. Secret. It's oh, okay, secret shit. All right, all right. Respect. <laughs> I fuck with that. All right, uh, Wasp. What about you? currently in the studio with night frog okay um working on a song called collapse uh artwork's done we just need to spend one more session polishing it up and it's going to be ready so hopefully within the next month that'll be out okay what um you said the artwork was done can you explain the artwork because i have like a weird ass like I have a weird ass fetish with artwork at this point. Infatuation, love, I don't give a fuck what it is. I Where, love it. I can give you a pretty interesting description. This is the first thing that came to my mind when I when I first saw the artwork was um have you ever seen Inception? Yeah, for sure. Remember Limbo? Yeah. Like when they're on top of the building and they have to jump off. Yeah. And the city's like collapsing. Uh-huh. Picture that but in a digital format. Okay. That's cool. I like that. Um, are there what kind of colors are there for it? It's like neon blue, dark tones. Oh, yeah, it looks pretty dope. That's what's up. Okay, excited for that. That's what's up. Um, when you're when you guys are um producing and uh writing your songs, um, do you do you guys ever struggle with anxiety in any way, shape, or form? Absolutely. How so? Um, just writer's block. Feel it that. makes me very anxious. Um, just coming back to a song and just wanting to finish it. Okay. I definitely understand that. I'm a perfectionist. So, like, if I don't get something out, like, start to finish right then and there, and I have to wait, like, a day for any fucking reason, I kind of, like, uh... I don't know. It kind of gives me anxiety of having to finish it. Cause like, Deadline anxiety. Yeah. Plus, like, it's different vibes. It may not be the kind of song that is supposed to have a different vibe on it. And I don't really care what anybody says. We're different people day to day that we wake up. So if you're working on a song one day and you start it, you know, and finish it on a different day, it's got different vibes. And so, mm. um yeah I think that's one of the things that I kind of like struggle with anxiety wise because I just get in my head it's really fucking stupid I'll be like is this a different vibe kind of song <laughs> it's is almost, this like 
It's almost like you gotta wake up that day the same as you woke up the day you started that song. That's fair too. You gotta wake up in that same feeling. So you should have a couple projects you're working on for certain different days that you know you feel, you know? Yeah. That way you can work, okay, I'm feeling this track today, I'm feeling this track today. Feel what that. sucks is that sometimes you don't know how you're gonna feel when you wake True. up, so it's like Yeah. <laughs> and you're sitting in your studio drunk, pissed off. <laughs> It <laughs> sounds like a personal problem. Uh, okay. Well, can't get a goddamn lick out. Fucking. I feel that. And then six, seven hours in, you know, you get something though. You still do. Yeah, I feel you. Push it out. Yeah. So we're Peace. obviously talking about music. Um, recapping the episode so far, we've pretty much just been talking about what's uh you know what identifies your music taste who do you fuck with uh with sundine and wasp um we're gonna keep on going with that next question um what got you guys into music if there was like a sound or a person or uh you know did you have the uh could you predict the future enough to know that Shaq was gonna touch you in the ways musically that he has <laughs> If so, let's talk about it. Shaq's funhouse looks mad fun. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say that. Yeah, Uh, it does. (laughs) The only thing missing from Shaq's set is Kobe Bryant. Honestly, real talk. Did you just fucking say that? Real talk. (laughs) Oh my god, dude. Pour one out for the homie. God damn. Fuck By dude. the way, for, real. for everybody... For real, he's a legend. Yeah, for everybody on this podcast, I'm just drinking a, um, a caramel frappe from McDonald's. I'm gonna pour one out for Kobe. But yeah, so... Yeah, what got you guys into music? Um, <laughs> we could always edit that out. You <laughs> didn't think we should. <laughs> oh, we could. Why? Oh my god. I, dude, I'm a big Kobe fan. The only we, thing missing from Shaq's set is Kobe. Dude. I mean, come on, bro. I mean, dude, they were unstoppable that's together. That's poor taste. It's poor taste. That's unstoppable. It's not, it's not poor taste. It's technically, uh, technically, it's what like we kind of have to do, like on this podcast, is talk about the things that are happening yeah. and normalize them and make it okay. So we. Yeah, too soon. That's totally like <laughs> I'll probably yeah too feelings too soon would be funny as fuck. Like that's cool, but yeah no we can we'll edit everything <laughs> out up until this point, but we'll keep that because that was I fucked with that. Oh my god. Okay. <clears throat> so what was the question? <laughs> um, what got you into music? Okay, man, for me EDM music. Uh. Let's see. When I was, I want to say like eight years old, dude. Even earlier than that, I've been listening to EDM because my mom it was into it. Like I guess when she was really young. Okay. And, um, so when I was a kid, I had this fucking RC car. It was a big old truck about this size, and in the back it was huge. And the fucking back of it had these like had a fucking FM radio that that I could just turn <laughs> on, right? All and right. Like, and like a little tuner where I could choose a fucking channel. So I would put that in front of me, and I'd get all my toys. I'd put them like in a circle around my myself, and there was a girl that I'd hang out with in my neighborhood named Autumn, and she'd Autumn she'd, okay. Yeah, Autumn would be the crowd, and I'd be behind on my truck DJing with my <laughs> FM radio, Damn. bro. That would that's Damn. from the beginning. I've always wanted to be a DJ, dude. I've always 
Because Autumn, Autumn got you into this? No. Thank you, Autumn. No, I'm just no, playing. I'm no, just playing. no. She I'm was just, just my friend, like, one fan. Supporting, my, supporting the dream at the moment. <laughs> my eight-year-old dream, dude. But I've, like, like, when I was, I would go to Toronto with my family, and my big brother would be with my cousin in their basement, and he had a little tiny DJ set, and, they'd be, and I'd watch them when I was a little kid, and they'd never let me fucking touch it, but, you know, <laughs> I'd, I'd always watch them, and then I'd come back, and, you know, I'd, I'd fucking mirror that shit. And I would, yeah. And I'd, I always pictured myself in front of people with the DJ set. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'd, I'd say your dreams have already came true. Yeah, for they sure. Are, I, dude, got I to open up for fucking bro. Macaulay. Fucking, no lie. Honestly, though, that's some real shit. Because on a music level, I told myself 2020 was going to be the year. I better be doing some real shit on 2020. And I've already done some real shit. And it's only fucking February. So I, I feel you. It's some emotional ass shit once you like kind of look around. And think back to being a kid, you're just like, oh shit, I'm actually doing this shit. Mm-hmm. I'm Damn. living the dream. Yeah, I yeah. think I think 2020 is gonna be a lot of people's years. Yeah, for sure. It's, ever since I just actually started like, going after my dream, it's been like that. It's like, yeah, I've been at this for uh, like a year and a half now, dude. You've been at this for fucking almost six. It's probably not even in Nashville. It's been like. You're fucking blown up in your in such a small amount of time. It's so cool that yeah. we have opportunity here yeah. to be to achieve our dreams. Sometimes, like it's yeah, it's uh, it's surreal. Yeah, being up on stage is uh, gives me chills. Yeah, <laughs> normally I've been playing sports most of my life, and like the best way to compare music is like when I play sports, everything slows down a lot I can think quicker I can capitalize on what I want to capitalize on up on stage it's like that plus with a little bit of style like you got your tongue stuck out like it's the shit like being up on stage doing the music that you fuck with giving the crowd your kind of vibe is there's nothing like that at all but I can only imagine what it'll be like once we end up with a bigger crowd boys cause like it's gonna happen I can see that. It's getting no bigger, doubt. man. Every yeah. month, every month I see more new faces, dude. More new fans. People just like, hey, did you do this? You played this show? Oh yeah, I saw you said I loved it. Hell yeah. Um, okay. What do you guys? Uh, if you could date any other musician or celebrity, who would it be and why? For me personally, I would, because strings have to stick together. Alice in Wonderland. Me and her would have to just, we would have to play spin the bottle with just us, like nobody else around. <laughs> and yeah, we would like, it would be bomb. Me and her would make some bomb ass music. We'd be an interracial couple that's fantastic. And interracial couples are in. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. <laughs> they really 20 interracial couples, what's up? Um, but yeah, um, what about you guys? Probably whipped cream or yeah. Miha. You think whipped cream is thick, huh? Oh, she's got that cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh that God. cream, huh? Right. Or Iggy Azalea. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, Man. Australian. Yeah, took, I'm down with that Australian vibe. Took my it was man. just in my mind. We were talking about it. I was like, yeah, I would like to. She took mine, man. I would I, like to. I'm very happy with my girlfriend. And you know what? I think Iggy would make a fine addition to our to our lovely <laughs> Iggy and Billy could come and cuddle puddle with us, man. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Respect. 
Okay. Why uh why Iggy? I gotta ask. Cause that's right. a very interesting taste right there. Really? Just cause <laughs> she she thicker than a fucking snigger and she got that she got that little beauty mark that fucking, you know Oh, makes me melt. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, he took the and ones out my she's mouth, like, brother. I watched, I watched interview, or I watched his fucking the show where she was on it, and she was like buying jewelry, like spending money, and all these rappers are just buying jewelry at the store. <coughs> this fucking girl, Iggy, walks up with a fucking pterodactyl tooth or claw, and says, "Yo, I'm going to fucking uh, what's that one jeweler's name that's really famous? Oh, fuck, I forget his name. It's like." Genesis Diamond? No. <laughs> anyway, she goes to this really famous industry jeweler and tells him, like, I want I want to bust this, like, I want to do something with this. I want to bust it out or something. So he caps it, busts out, like, with diamonds, capped the fucking claw, and, like, with a fucking full busted out chain and shit. And this this bitch walks sick. around with a fucking pterodactyl claw. All right. Like, it's, that's dope as shit, dude. That's pretty thugging. She's cool. That's pretty thugging. Okay. That's better than a clock fucking yeah. uh, Flavor Flav. <laughs> flavor? The fuck? Damn. Oversized ass clock. Can't. Um, so, also, can I just, like, if we're going to spotlight people that I would date, I have to give, like, a specific part of this segment to my love, uh, Doja Cat. Yeah. Um, if you're listening mm-hmm. to this, um, you're probably not. But if you are, um, you can come to any one of my sets. And if you could just like give me a hug after um, I get off stage, that would be really nice. Because, um, you know, black on black uh, don't crack. And uh, we will make beautiful babies. And um, I can remix all your songs. And uh, yeah, that's the uh, Doja Cat part of the episode. She's you got a that goddess. Booty. She got that booty booty. <laughs> she eat that lunch lunch. Um, <clears throat> so, okay. Do you guys think you could get better as a musician? I definitely think I could in a number of ways, for sure. I think that there's always room for improvement. Agreed. No matter what you do. Whether it's incorporating something new, like a live performance, learning other instruments, um, yeah. Okay. Um, How would you, Wasp, how would you uh, achieve that? What do you think you need to do going forward in 2020 to kind of like better yourself as a musician? Uh, I think I need to bring a MIDI keyboard on stage and just play a thousand years by Vanessa Carlton to open up one of my yes. sets yep 100% down. 100% um, and you could also like put on uh, some blackout glasses and impersonate um, a certain nameless but also blind piano player while you're doing that at the same time that would be uh, a really great opener I feel like that would really touch the crowd I like it <laughs> You could be like, sitting on the dock, <laughs> watching the top. <laughs> right into that bass music. Yeah, Fuck you. Or that bass music. Sorry. Yeah. Don't play that bass music. I don't know if you guys know about that. Don't play that in the club song. It's all about that bass. About that bass. No yeah. trouble. Uh, oh. It's all about that bass. Oh, <laughs> that damn song. I love largemouth bass. <laughs> 
Oh, shit. My fans, I want to thank you. Um, I love you. Um, and I personally um, would butter each and every one of your breads. <laughs> That's my message. No, um, real talk. um, I would tell my fans and people listening to this podcast, don't take things too seriously. Um, I personally um, kind of put myself in too much and too many situations. Um, I think I need to be a little bit more reserved. And I um, I think we need to take a lot of ownership out of shit and just live your life don't make things too complicated um because the more complicated you can honestly make life that's more and more problems end up coming in try to live light what about you guys man what i would say is um i would want fans to know that when i'm sitting there in my room making a song and i've spent i'm in my room for eight plus hours I haven't seen the fucking sun because I have a tarp over the window, and um, all you got of, a tarp over the window? Uh, yeah, I do. It's a working space. I gotta not. I can't. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking when I'm sitting there listening to my music and I'm critiquing it and I'm critiquing myself. I'm closing my eyes and who I'm picturing is them. I'm picturing them, and I'm picturing uh, how they're gonna react, and. Their opinions matter so much to me. Not that it's 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 with like it's not that it would make or break me, but it encourages me so fucking much to have mm-hmm. these people who come and support me and tell me about how much they love my shit. That people, I think I want to say thank you to them, and I, I want them, I want them to realize how important they are to us because. We could always make music for ourselves, but being proud of it and showing other people is only something we can do with fans. And we can't do it by ourselves. We can't. I mean, I could sit in my room and listen to it all day, but that that moment of being proud of something I've done and something I've created only comes because of you guys. And thanks, and keep coming out and keep keep supporting because you're what drives us. Fuck yeah! One of the things that drive us. <clears throat> Okay. Much respect to that. God damn. We love you guys. That message kicked the shit out of my message. What the fuck? I don't even have a message after that. <laughs> right? You gotta follow that shit up. Damn. Or we could just end on that, because that's a pretty good message. And that hit, it is. It, it hit my, hit my nail on the head pretty well. They're fucking cool, man. I love coming out and getting all the love. I need it. No, I would just say, um, go to local shows, you know, get out and meet the DJs, know who your local talent is, and we love the support, and we love you guys. Hell yeah. Definitely, uh, support the locals, for sure. Um, now that I've been on this side of the music industry, I think I've been in it for about three years now, it really is about supporting the people who are working hard that you know personally um and if you're checking out this podcast you either know somebody personally working hard or 
you can find somebody working hard in this episode to support. So, um, we love you guys a fuck ton. Um, this is the halfway point of the episode, so we're gonna take a quick commercial break and come back with more dev talks where there's gonna be some more random ass questions. So, uh, yeah. Be back. Alright, so, um, welcome back to Dev Talks, um, episode two. Um, back with uh, Sundin and Wasp. I said that right, right? Sundin? Yes! Fuck you! Yeah. Yeah. Alright, <laughs> so, um, let me see. I got a weird-ass question for you guys. So, in my house, I don't have a, a stereo, or a, I don't have a studio set up all the way yet. I pretty much have it set up in, like, increments. So, my studio right now is my brain. <laughs> ironic um so i'm pretty much going to my head i listen to music a lot and so i pretty much have headphones on throughout the house doesn't matter what room it is i'm listening to music at some point and it turns out i listen to music in the house the most when i'm in the bathroom taking a shit ironically like not really the most i guess that's a weird way to say it I get my best ideas when I'm on the toilet, taking a shit, listening to music, okay? Yeah, like, it's some real talk. I don't know why life happens there, but it's, mind, bro. it's like, it's really, really good shit. My best lines are written there. I feel good like... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, so where do you guys feel like you get, like, your best ideas in the house? I know you guys have studios already set up. Is that where you spend most of your time listening to music or are you kind of just like roaming uh, I feel like I do the most creating in my studio I I listen to music in my studio but I feel like the place I listen to it the most is my car okay is that because like you is it you take your songs to test them out there in your car or is it just because you're in your car doing like a job and that's like the thing uh, no, that's something I do is is do the car test. You know, you bounce your your um, session and you listen to it in your car to compare it. That's definitely a common thing to do. But um, no, I just drive a lot and I find myself like digging through playlists that labels will put out on Spotify or SoundCloud, and I'll just like run through these tracks and just you know. Okay. I feel inspired that, that way. <clears throat> do you uh, do Lyft and Uber, or do you just kind of drive to get to work a lot? Um, yeah, I do Uber. Um, okay. In addition, like I'm always running around town, dropping off, picking up my son. So I feel that. That's another thing. Do you subject your uh, Uber listeners and your son to bass music? Because mm. <laughs> I do. I'm just letting you know. I definitely do. <laughs> Both and Lyft and Uber passengers, I don't give a fuck if it's a grandma, we're listening to some bass. I'll turn the bass music down a little bit, and I won't necessarily put, like, excision in your face, but we're listening to, like, something, you know? Grandma, you That's ever heard of Peekaboo? <laughs> I know Peekaboo. Grandma, grandma, um, you know who G-Rex is? Listen to this song. I met a girl in a booty taste like strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> Some taboo, Grandma. <laughs> Come on, baby. Trampa. Um, Sundin, where do you listen to? Um, where do you have like your most uh, influential music sessions in your house? The most, 
The most that I listen to music, honestly, when I'm trying to prepare for a set, like, uh, there's a week where I'm like, okay, this week I gotta, like, find new stuff that people haven't heard that's gonna blow your mind. Okay. I, um, a lot of times, usually it's never easy for me because I have a, I have to work outside of my dream job. I, uh, I'm a painter, so while I paint, I just, like, like he said, I just put on my SoundCloud, uh, stream, and I'll just listen to that stream and, like, pick out whatever I like. And um, <clears throat> and play it and not everybody. I can't do it with like a speaker. I usually have to bring my headphones because people at the fucking job site will get pissed off. And you know, some I've, I've actually been kicked off of a job site because I was playing dubstep music way too. Much. <laughs> oh. I was not allowed back. <laughs> yeah. All right, I feel that. Um, do you guys ever have problems with your neighbors? When you're doing music things, absolutely, man. Always. Yeah. <laughs> little, little does this podcast know. About 20 minutes ago, I was playing my new secret song for them, and the neighbor came upstairs and knocked on the door and told us that we needed to quiet down. So yep. yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the podcast, well, not in the middle of the podcast, but while we were recording this, we stopped to check out Sundin's new song, <clears throat> and yeah, the. Uh, Neighbor probably downstairs works night shift. Not really sure when, but she was up here quickly, bro. Quick leap. I'm pretty sure the song still had about 25 30 seconds left in it before she was already knocking on the door. There was a firm knock. Like it was not like a. It was a bit aggressive. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a like a small 100 pound white girl that you know works out <laughs> a couple days a week. You know, this was like a police. Uh, angry black man kind of knocked. I was just like, no, nah, we need to stop this shit right now, kind of shit. It is um, one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, we always gotta deal with that shit, especially when you're making a song. It's even worse, man, because you have to hear the same crap over and over again, and they get sick of it. Yes. But honestly, do you guys get sick of your own songs? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of all of mine. <laughs> Bro, same. <laughs> And it's even, I feel like it's a little bit worse. I don't, actually, it's probably not even worse. It's just different. When you're a rapper and your, like, lines have definitely gotten better, it's like, oh my god, your old ones are just ass. I can't <laughs> wish you could I... just delete it forever. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but that's how the flow of the song goes, so you gotta, like... Yo, and then you still have to promote it, like, yo... This was my best work at the time. <laughs> what song? Check this out. <laughs> Um, let me see. Uh, I assume um, that unless you're a rich ass bitch, you have had to be GA at some point in your life, and that's had like some kind of you know influence in you becoming a musician. I feel like. Um, oh, I stay GA. Yeah, I stay GA, bro. <laughs> um, I've been VIP probably once or twice. I'm not gonna lie, the two experiences I did have with VIP was pretty tight. I definitely encouraged the segregation, even though I'm black. I don't care. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so what has been some of you guys' favorite memories in GA? Man, it could be camping, it could be inside a fest or a show, like in, in the fucking bathroom. I don't give a shit. Dude, one of my memories back when. Johnny Grande was still doing Grande Thursdays. My first Grande Thursday I've ever, like, ever been to. Back when I, like, I wasn't actually playing shows yet at all, I think, because I just, I was still trying to, like, meet people in the industry. So I went there and I saw Sammy Beats 
uh, you know, Sam Buttram. <laughs> I don't think that's how you say his name. I'm sorry, Sam. <laughs> but every time I read it, that's what I think in my mind. It's it's probably like Patram or something like that. <laughs> Buttram. It looks like Buttram. I'm sorry, brother. Anyway, I remember seeing his ass up on stage going crazy. I remember him standing up on the fucking subwoofer and like... You know, giving all this crowd participation, getting all this love back, and thinking, man, that's so fucking cool. And then I saw him, you know, I was sitting in G- GA, he was done with his set, and he came out, and he was, like, taking photos and stuff for, like, the, the next artist. I was like, what the hell? This DJ's out here. It was, like, my first time noticing that, like, hey, these DJs are, like, also people that come out and enjoy the show, too. Yeah. And that's what I liked. I liked, I liked that. And I always want to be like that, too. Even if something happened, and I would be, I would blow up, I, like love to just like go out and experience it in GA because it's it's so much different yeah, it's it super humble yeah yeah just yeah, to pay homage yeah it's, it's nice to meet the, the artists I guess if you have VIP but like other than that all the experience happens at GA yeah that's like I don't know why uh, but for me being in GA is just kind of the beginnings of me being a musician and like at all um the beginnings of me being a musician are pretty much long ass lines, sweaty, uncomfortable, small surfaces where you're grouped with people who you don't know, who happen to be states away. Um, fucking walking a half mile to get to the entrance of a fucking festival and then another half mile to get to stage one. Um, all the just little shit. And recently, my GA experience at Lost Lands was uh, some of my friends ended up camping uh, in the far back side of Lost Lands. This walk to the fucking gates on the last day was horrible. It was fucking hot. And, you know, I was enjoying some, you know, certain things. And this walk ended up seeming like a fucking year to get to, you know, the gates. But anyway, yeah. Um, GA is just hella marked with, you know, the beginnings of what it was like before I ended up like finding out what music was. Um, probably my like uh, number one GA story is like pulling up to Electric Forest and I think 2016, the first year that they split into two weekends. And uh, yeah, I pulled up to that festival by myself and just kind of like took in the whole scene without anybody's influence. That's the most GA thing I think I've done to date, and you know, ironically, is why I'm a musician today. So, I had to ask you guys that. Dude, I have a good story from Electric Force. I have a lot. One time, I was, I was Electric Force, and there was a mosh pit going on, and there was this, this like little skinny white chick, <laughs> fucking, we got our nipple pasties on, and she was like outside the mosh pit, and she, I guess she like grew some balls and decided she was going in. And she went in this mosh pit, dude. Oh, and like five minutes later, she came out with no fucking nipple paste. She's just like, <laughs> oh this, no! This poor girl had to go the rest, either walk back to camp bare chested, or or go the rest of the night just you know no nipple pasties. I so, mean, she probably got them. She probably got dude, more nipple paste. She wasn't holding a bag or anything. She was oh, just no. out there. Fucking, I was like, oh my god, poor thing. Oh, she she fucking got in there. It though. gets cold out here at night, girl. Fucking shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Forrest though. Knowing Forrest, she probably got some more pasties right as soon as she got out of the fucking mosh pit. Because girls were probably watching that mosh pit like, "Go, girl, whoop that nigga ass!" Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were probably like, "Hey, she lost her pasties she right there. We gotta hand though. her some." As soon as she get out of that mosh, ooh, she just fell down. 
<laughs> Man, then some of the we girls... got these pasties for you, girl, as soon as you get out that wash pit. Some of these girls don't even wear pasties. I don't even give a fuck at fucking force. I mean, that, I'm not... Yeah. That's the beauty of force, man. It's all, like, yeah. natural fucking beauty and... It's... Yeah, I didn't shit. know... That, I didn't know that was, like, a thing for multiple festivals. That camping festivals in general, um, that's a thing. My, um... Goes buddy, nude. I met a girl uh, named Karen uh, at Lost Lands who is, like, just the most chill person. She, like, sold us bud. She was, like, the most serene, just, like, really cool neighbor that I think I've, like, ever had at any camping festival I've ever been at. And she just happened to literally not wear a shirt the entire festival. I didn't know her to wear a shirt, whatever, like, <laughs> the entire time. It was but pretty cool. When you're That's in super plural. You're in yeah. an environment, and everyone is, like has a whole whole consciousness of that's a body and like I'm not looking at it in a sexual manner I'm looking at it dude like, this is like this is just another human being standing there without a shirt on like yeah. it's, it's it's so much nicer to think like that and have a community of fucking people who aren't fucking you know have their head up their asses yeah it's cool that's, that's really true that's really true instead of fucking people um you know who would like take advantage of shit like that I've had the unfortunate influence of people who would like go to festivals or forests, for example, with the intent of just selling stuff oh, without lame. the music, bro, and they just don't go into the festival or anything like that. Mm -hmm. They kind of pass off the vibes where girls are just, like, there, topless for you to do stuff with, and it's just, like, bro, weird. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got to watch out for your friends because oh, where, yeah. where comes, you know, like, creating a safe environment for girls to be topless, we also have to be on our shit and make sure that, you know, they're True. getting respected just like everybody else. True, because that's some that's some shit. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. How do um, you guys as friends respond to you being a musician? Um, I know mine personally, fuckers. Um, <laughs> they definitely use my song titles against me. Any content I put in a song, I can no longer do that thing in life in real life. Or I'll be ridiculed for it. Um, and, um, yeah, if I don't put out, if I if I record dope-ass music and my friends are in the recording studio with me and I don't put the song out within two weeks, they get mad as fuck at me. Yeah. <laughs> that's some real shit. Um, that's, I think that's when I first realized I was making dope-ass music because my girlfriend and my friend simultaneously were just like, yo, you ain't gonna send me that? Like... <laughs> Nah, nigga, it's not out yet. <laughs> you gotta wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, what about you guys? What do your friends do while you guys are being musicians? Do they, do they like, I don't know, lay eggs outside of your door before you leave? I think... So that you can find an egg, <laughs> no. a good luck egg, before you go on stage? That's wasp. exactly what this <laughs> is. That's what Wasp does. <laughs> That's what he does. That was... Once upon a time, <laughs> Dev. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I think they're excited for us. Uh, maybe a little bit nervous because, you know, this lifestyle is not as glamorous as people might expect. But uh, overall, supportive, and I love my friends. Man, my friends. When I bring friends to shows, I know you got to feel this too. Like if you bring a friend outside of the industry to a show. 
you feel like the coolest motherfucker oh, in the yeah. entire yeah. world because yeah. you, you're used to this, but they're not going to know know that when you go to shows, everyone shakes your fucking hand and says hi. Every fucking yeah. person, whether you know them or not, is coming up to you and saying hi. And they're all like, damn, how do you know all these fucking people? I know. Th-. And they got to be like, they look at you different after that. They're like, damn, Wesley. Damn, Jason. I didn't know that you had it like that. I didn't know people actually like fucked with you. Yeah, I think that's fun to like show your childhood friends too. Like, hey, bro, look at this. People are fucking with me. Yeah, it's not shit. just yeah. you anymore, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. And I'm sure they love getting into the shows free. Yeah, and, like being able to hang out. Which I mean, my friends that I bring that get into shows free, they earned it. It's not like I'm not. Every, I feel that shit too. Not everybody. I feel gets that. in like that. It has to be like I have one or two of my boys, and they know who they are. I feel that. A lot of my really good friends are out of state. Okay. So I feel that difficulty myself. It's uh it's bittersweet, I think. I think if they were around to see what was going on more in my life, it would be like so easy to just continue and focus like on the goal and the mission. Bro, we about to we about to hook you up. I think I know I think I know what you're missing. Like it's kind of crazy because, like, I don't know. Being an artist, I'm starting to realize that there's a lot more to being an artist. Unless you have a team, you find people that are so good in one area, but they have anxiety in another. And it's just like, bro, you just need one little. Bro, if you go on Facebook Live and you start doing, like, little tiny, just, you know, bi weekly or weekly shows. I do that now still and my friends are uh, in Indianapolis I still get a consistent 10 to 15 people per 30 minute basis where people are just like hey that new shit was tight son damn I didn't know you was doing that and it's like it's a really nice like um, it's really good to help you remember like why you're doing it because I didn't really realize what I was doing when I was there because I started doing it there when I moved down here, I was like, oh, shit, I actually, like, Loki kind of need this because I would get really cool comments while they were talking, like, yo, we plugged this into the Ox at uh, Burger Fuel, we're playing this shit now, everybody in the restaurants listen to this, or like, yo, I was doing the dishes, fam, my dishes just got hype as fuck with that drop, son, like, dude, it, just the little shit, like, you should, um, you should showcase your talent. Uh, on the web more because your talent is it speaks for itself at this point like for sure both of your talents do actually um but yeah uh we're gonna take a quick right. little commercial break uh the last one and we'll be right back more <laughs> I want grocery talks, shop. all right uh last segment dev talks what's up um we're gonna be uh talking about something that I realized in the music industry is uh, has pretty much been a facade for me. Um, I don't really understand, you know, how I've went so long kind of like being led to believe that the music industry was one thing, but now I'm realizing, you know, it's definitely not. And I definitely, um, I want to have uh, a couple more perspectives on that. Um, so I'm going to ask you guys in your own perspective, uh, how has the lifestyle of being a musician not been glamorous to you? What's been uh, something difficult that you've dealt with? Dude, weeding out 
the fake relationships from the real relationships that you make with people. Because people are fake every fucking time you see them. For real. I think building relationships for me too. I feel that. It's it's easy to meet, meet people and see them on a weekly basis because you go to the same shows. And then, like, they can come to your house and get fucked up and crash on your fucking couch. But, like, at the end of the day, like, who are the people that when you get fucked up and you need to crash on someone's house that's going to help you get home and shit? Like, those friends are really hard to make in the industry because everyone really is just trying to get their leg up. Fucking just trying to, you know, you're usually a tool for someone else. I feel that. I definitely... <laughs> shit, I agree with that. Um, <clears throat> have you guys been on the receiving end of well have you been on the bad end of some kind of connections i'm guessing like have you been burned a couple times or like one really good time or you have you kind of just like seen how the industry works and you're kind of proceeding with caution i think that last one the last one yeah i haven't been really fucked over i've been like presented opportunities and then like them not been as real as i thought they would be and stuff like that or like not really like no one's been like no one's like tried to fuck me over said they owe me money or something or like I don't know how someone would like stole my song that's Mm -hmm. never happened yeah I feel that not for me yet there's people just give me expectations of them that usually they don't meet and that's what disappoints me most of the time I feel that I think uh me personally I've been on like uh the negative end of one particular situation back home where uh, um, I don't think I was necessarily treated the right way. Um, And it was by uh, somebody who, you know, kind of has a position, pretty strong position in the music industry there now. And like, um, I'm definitely a, a person that supports change in people and like, you know, not reading too much into one situation and shit. But, um, yeah, I think uh, I've been negatively affected a little bit in regards to that kind of thing, um, but uh, I think I'm more proceeding with caution, too, because I know that particular person is actually kicking some ass right now um, in the particular spot that she's in, um, and she's done really well for herself and putting other people on and doing well for people who like you guys said are actually there for legitimate relationships mm-hmm. so i definitely got to give spotlight on that um but yeah i've definitely seen from rappers continuously filtered all throughout their lyrics that there's people who you can't trust throughout the industry i've heard from people um who just kind of go uh you know if you don't have a strong support system in the industry um then you're eventually going to be taken advantage of and you know stuff like that it's just i feel like every artist and every person has kind of heard some form of be weary of who you trust going forward um it's everything you do man success success draws a lot of jealousy yeah it definitely does it definitely does um and it kind of sucks Because I think people need to do a better job with that jealousy. I think people kind of see other people getting on and they just make it such a bad, toxic world. And it's just like, it doesn't fucking have to be like that. I am one for supporting, I'm one for sympathizing, and I'm one for second chances. And I feel like as a platform on being a podcast and just being a human being, I try to take a step to... 
I don't know, just kind of like bridge the gap between bad and good, really. Um, you don't have to be jealous. Instead, you can really just put people on more so than you did before and hope that your success will also follow that. I just think people people don't have much confidence in their success and uh, it's really unfortunate. They put that on other people, I think. Um, let me see. Do you guys... Um, do you think you are developing friendships right now that are going to last for a while in the music industry? Oh, yeah. Yeah? For mm-hmm. sure. Hell yeah. I have, I, have made, I have made best friends just from doing this shit, man. Fucking... Jason is a very, very fucking good friend of mine. He's a good guy. I know I can count on him as a person. I know like he's accountable, and his he has a he has a reputable personality. Feel that people like Nightfrog, that like my fucking brothers. You know, I I know these people are here looking out for my best interests. And when I tell them good ideas, they're not there to try to you know get in on them or take them. They're there to try to promote them. And, I feel that. And I always bring my brothers with me. And they can expect that, always. I feel that. I love, I love these people, man. I met some great people. I feel that. Yeah, also, I, think, I think we all kind of gravitated toward each other in a similar point of our careers. And um, we've just been building each other up ever since then. And it's just been really liberating to to just kick it with some like-minded people and just be able to bounce ideas off of them is like invaluable in my in my eyes yeah I definitely agree I definitely feel that I think uh, I don't know what I don't know how you really make it in the industry if you don't have somebody to bounce ideas off of Mm-mm. like damn I don't know the rule of having a reference track for example is something that I think you should follow in real life like a reference track for anybody who doesn't know what a reference track is is a song that's already done in the industry right now that is a good example of what you would like to do with your own abilities <clears throat> and a reference track as a metaphor is a person in your life that should be a support system basically should be somebody who you see uh on the daily basis or talk to on the daily basis that's doing some really bomb ass <coughs> shit that you're just like yo i see you i'm proud of you and hell yeah, I'm definitely like, you know, using you as an example to get my own measure of success. Like, promoting each other, that's really a fucking big thing. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad you guys have like, had some really good um, uh, relationships from it. Uh, me personally, um, being from Indianapolis, uh, I've definitely had some pretty good relationships. Um, I've started to realize I know a number of DJs more than 10 off hand really that are going on <coughs> doing some really like cool things in the um industry in indie um yeah it's pretty cool because like uh that uh um the experience that i got there translated to here and having a podcast with you guys and actually being able to like branch out to other musicians in the area like um a couple rappers that i know that are going on in memphis um and uh, a couple rappers actually in the Clarksville area too. Um, the industry is like, I think once you recognize genuine spirit 
people who are in the industry for pure intentions, I think that leads to other pure intentions. I really think it does. I'm a firm believer that there are people out there that realize that there are people doing more than their share of superhero-like qualities kind of just waiting to get discovered. And I don't know. I'm about creating an environment that kind of sweeps everybody up under one wing. You know, togetherness and doing it as a squad is like something I think we need to do more going forward. You can't do this industry alone. Yeah. You can't. You can try, but someone had to make that record label you're trying to get on. And Truth. If you could do it alone, you wouldn't need them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't need anybody, but you do. <laughs> just yeah. Like I, just like I do. Just like fucking Drake did. Just like fucking Skrillex needed to know someone. Just like Diplo. Just everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty Co-op. fucking important. Co-op or get the fuck out. Yup. <laughs> and honestly, that that's a thing across genres, too. Man. Mm-hmm. Like, take two genres together... Mix them together and see what happens. Because that shit is like... That could sh- Man, that could be like... A really... Beautiful fucking... Audio ear candy baby. I don't know. Shit. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, thank you guys for being on the podcast with me. Um, Thanks for having again, us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Um, this was uh, Sundin and uh, Wasp. Um, you can find them both on... Facebook, um, pretty much any major link that you really need to. Wasp is spelled W-V-S-P music. Um, Sundin is spelled S-U-N-D-I-N. Instagram um, is at Sundin official. Instagram at Sundin official. Um, I'm an asshole. My shit is spelled differently on different platforms. So <laughs> hey, be like that, type bro. In Wasp. Wasp music. Um, See if we can find your anything. Wasp music on Instagram, right? Yes. Okay. Cool, cool. And if you like have trouble finding that, just go to my page, Dev, and he's under my followers and also somebody I'm following as well. I'll soon be following Sundin or Sundin as well. Um, so yeah, um, look out for their music coming out soon. Um, they're repping the Nashville area really well. They have some of the fucking bassiest songs coming out. I can tell that from personal experience. My face has been fucked up from some, from some of their music, dude. Like, I'm legitimately happy to see where they go. Um, and yeah, thanks for checking out the second episode of Dev Talks. It's been the shit listening, or not listening. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it it's been the shit um hanging out with you guys um so look out for the next episode next week and have a good day yeah peace peace Peace. guys rest in peace nipsey